You are about to listen to God's anointed minister of the word, Pastor Kingsley Adai of Pentecost International Worship Center, PIWC Accra, is a ministry of the Church of Pentecost. We pray that the entrance of the word of God will bring light and impart understanding to your hearts. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup and feed it up. Make me bread of heaven. Feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Bread of heaven. Father, let your word come in power. Let your word come to strengthen us. Feed us with your very self. Let your word come to open our eyes and grant us spiritual sensitivity. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bread of heaven. Feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup. Fill my cup. And fill it up. And make me whole. We've been looking at bread from heaven. We took a journey from Exodus. And then we walked through it. And as you read in chapter 13, verse 17, that God knew the shorter route to the promised land. But he took them intentionally, spiritually, took them through the longer route so that they can survive when they meet any challenge on the way. And we said, among other things, that God is always interested in taking us through a certain process. But sometimes we are in a hurry and we live in a very fast track world Fast food, fast marriage, fast track, whatever. And so we want things our own way. We, we are not patient enough to go through the process. I think we've dealt with that. And we believe strongly that men and women of God gathered here have understood the importance of going through the process that God takes us through sometimes. Then we arrived somewhere and said that God said, I will rain bread from heaven. But the people gave the bread a name called manna. We checked it from scripture. And we realized that God didn't call it manna. But God called it bread from heaven. But the people, when they were eating and the food became so monotonous that they wanted variety. 
But in the bread, God reigned was variety. But it becomes variety when you take it into your mouth. But that was the staple food at the time, in those times. So God identified the kind of food he was reigning to the staple food of the people at the time. So we read John chapter 6. And then we, John was giving an explanation to what they received from heaven. And said, your fathers ate the bread which you called manna. What is this? And they died. But there is another bread which when you receive, you will not die like your forefathers. And this message was very hard for the people to take. And today we will try and unlock it. Jesus said, John chapter 6, 32 and 33. I tell you the truth. This one is truth. If Jesus is saying he is the truth. And if he say, I am telling you the truth, it's an emphasis. So I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. Because the Old Testament is a shadow of the New Testament. And the New Testament is the Old Testament gloriously revealed. So Moses, you saw him as Moses, giving you a certain kind of bread. But listen, it was my father who gave you a kind of bread as a prototype of the glorious one to come. And that bread came from heaven. Verse 33. The true bread, the true bread of God is the one who comes from heaven. And that bread gives life. The true bread is not the one you ate. It was a prototype. But the actual one is what you are seeing right now. But you are so myopic, you can't see, you can't understand, you can't comprehend. But the true bread is the one who comes from heaven. He didn't say it came from heaven, he said who comes from heaven. The true bread is he. Yet the people don't understand English and they don't know he and she as a persona. And so they were talking about an animate object. And so he went further and said, the true bread is I myself. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever takes me shall not be hungry any longer. Oh, Mahaya, Jesus is the true bread. Jesus is the true bread. Jesus is the true bread. So one day in Luke chapter 24, let's quickly go there. The bread walked with them. For three solid years, they sat under his feet, he gave them all kinds of food, performed many miracles. Then the bread died, and there was news. People were talking about it in Luke chapter 24. Hey, finito. He said, he is the bread of life. He is dead and gone. How can the bread of life die? And he's gone. And as two people were working towards Emmaus in Luke chapter 24, the Bible says the bread of life resurrected and walked among them. And as they were talking, he asked them, well, what is the news in town? And they said, somebody came. He said, it's the bread of life. He gives to humanity. They will not die, but he himself has suffered death. 
verse 30 of Luke chapter 24. I love this one. And began with Moses and all the prophets. He explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. The interesting thing is that he wanted to give them better and further particulars. To explain to them what he said they couldn't believe. He's dead, he's resurrected. And he's explaining to them. That has engaged their minds and they were thinking about it. So he wanted to explain to them. And then the people couldn't answer. But they urged him strongly. May you urge him strongly today. And the entirety of your life. Urge him because he is the bread of life. So the people, even though they were myopic and their understandings were bleak, they urged him to stay. Later did they know their urge of him was to explain the bread of life in its proper perspective. So what did he do? A visitor who had been invited to the house is now giving bread to the house owner. This don't make sense. He was invited. He was going somewhere. And the two men told him, it is too late. Please stay with us. The following morning you can go. And then the visitor, the one walking with them, the resurrected Christ, now was serving them meal as he's going to serve you today. Oh, hallelujah. But they urged him strongly, stay with us. For it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. He will stay with you in your house. He will stay with you at your office. He will stay with you in your marriage. Shout amen. And verse 30, when he was at the table with them, he broke bread. What would you have been If a child, the people have served him, they will have given him the wrong bread. But he is the bread. Everywhere he goes, he makes himself available for them that are ready to eat. Oh, hallelujah. He served them bread and gave thanks. He broke it and began to give it to them. The all who is serving them. What happened in the next verse? Then their eyes were opened. And they recognized it was him. Oh, shout amen. May the bread of life open your eyes and sharpen your spiritual sensitivity. You have lived in darkness for years. But I see in the realms of the spirit coming these days. When the bread of life is coming your avenue and your eyes will be open, you will see the reality of the Christ in you, the bread of life. And nobody will tell you, here is Christ. You will know him for yourself because he will come to you and dine with you and eat on your table. I pray in the name of Jesus. If there's anybody suffering from spiritual myopia, I pray that your eyes will be open. You will see the reality and the tangibility of the Christ, who is the bread of life. Am I preaching to somebody? Dear one, you've been listening to God's anointed minister of the gospel, Pastor Kingsley Adai, a man spiritually sensitive to the realities of the times, and the resident minister of PIWC Accra. PIWC Accra is a ministry of the Church of Pentecost. were dim. They were either suffering from myopia, hypermetropia, or astigmatism. The three conditions of the eye. But God opened their eyes. 
Jesus opened their eyes. How did the eyes got open? They ate the bread. They ate the bread. The bread from heaven will illuminate your path. The bread from heaven will give you clarity of vision. The bread of life will sharpen your sensitivity. And the bread of life will consolidate your walk with him. Hallelujah. So here, this picture gives us, Jesus giving a further and better particulars of what he was talking about when he had not gone to the cross and they couldn't believe that because it was hard for them to believe. But he rose up and gave it to them. Let me pick an Old Testament story and bring it back home and come back to John 6. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, as my father told us, is a place of bread. Or a house of bread. Then one day, a man called Elimelech. And the wife called Naomi. Elimelech, God is here. And Naomi, pleasantness or delighted. They were staying in Bethlehem, a place where there are abundance of bread. But they woke up one day and said, we are tired of sitting in this place. We can't feel the bread. Many people have mystified the bread of life. And we are so confused. Running hearts are scattered. Maligling and paligling ourselves on the street. And looking for several unauthorized bread somewhere. They travel to Moab with their families. Unfortunately, they all pass on. And God spared the life of Naomi. The delight of the Lord. And her daughter-in-law, God Ruth. Whose name means somebody who loved her fellowship. And friendship. So you see, when you live in a place of abundance, where there is heavenly bread, and you don't want to stay and leave, casualties await. But I pray in the name of Jesus that God will grant us the grace to understand that sitting down here are prophets, evangelists, anointed men, and women of God. That if God wants to perform any miracle, it is not going to be any other place but here in Bethlehem. So. When you delight in having friendship, I am combining Naomi and Ruth. When you recognize that living in a place of abundance, you can still be in want. Hello? It is possible that living in a place of abundance, you can still be in want. Where they were, they couldn't survive. But somewhere, somehow, the name of Naomi was glorious and affected her. She said, I delight in Ruth. I want to go back to fellowship of God. So she took Naomi, who is the friend of God. I delight my name, Naomi, to have fellowship back to God. And then when they went, they met Boaz. The Boaz means inside him is the strength of God. Uh, I'm not preaching to somebody here. So when you delight in the Lord, to have fellowship again with the Lord, surely, 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 God is going to make available his strength inside you. So I say to somebody here who just went out watching me in a part of the world, that something happened and you went away. Uh, I gave you a news today. And we are sounding that news. A news of glad tidings. And that news is that you must delight in coming to fellowship with the Lord. 
And God has made available the bosses who will meet you and tell you, I have strength. So no wonder the boss and the root union, strength in God and friendship of God, gave birth to Jesus. The friendship with God and the strength in God amalgamated spiritually and gave birth to the Messiah. And the Messiah was born in the same Bethlehem so he could say, I am the bread of life. Is somebody hearing my voice? I am the bread of life. Even if you doubt my spiritual identity, where I was born is telling you something. Church, I came to announce to somebody, here in this church, people will note this tabernacle at the Solution Center, not because we announced it there, but because of the tangible manifestation of the power of God. Here in this church, I believe it. I don't care of your belief, but I care of my convictions. This is the true bread who was born in a town called an abundance of bread. Born by Boaz, the strength of God. That is why we said, among other things, that when the bread of heaven comes, it will give you strength. So we have now removed it. And we are now definite on the bread. And say that he will give you strength. So we read from 1 Kings 19 that when Elijah wanted a certain strength to continue his journey to hurry, it was only bread that saved him. But that bread, God did not send ravens as before. That bread, God did not send a widow as before. That bread was cooked, manufactured from heaven, accompanied by an angel of the Lord. The angel tapped him and said, the journey is far. The walk with God is far. The journey, there are turbulence on the way. But what can sustain you and give you strength is the bread from heaven. And I speak into somebody's life. Your volitional power is gone. And your faith level has gone down. May the Lord strengthen you through the bread of life. So the angel tapped him and said, get up. Get up. The journey is far. Eat. He ate the first one because the messenger identified himself as an angel. An angel. No identity. So when he fell asleep after first eating, then he showed himself up again in verse 7 and said, The angel of the Lord, capital letters, came back a second time. Somebody is receiving second charge. You are receiving a second charge because the necessity of the bread is so crucial in our walk with the Lord. Very, very important. You can't tell me I am walking with the Lord when you don't have the bread of life. It's a spiritual anomaly. Profess to walk with him, but you don't have the bread of life. But as I said, you can live in a place of abundance and still be in want. So God gave him strength. Get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. And he was strengthened by that food, which is the bread of life. He was strengthened. Little did he know the first one, the identity was the son of God and the triune God himself. So Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever, whoever means whoever, including whoever excluding no one, 
Whoever eats this bread will be strengthened. Church, one of the things we must yearn for is the strength of God. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into and they are saved. Your strength is encapsulated in the bread. May the Lord open your eyes to see that this is the bread of life. And he, when he talked about the bread of life, that opened the eyes of the two young men on the road to Emmaus, that strengthened Elijah, that bread he was talking about was a Zoe life. Life eternal. Life in abundance. Life that is found only in God. Because there are three kinds of life in the Greek rendition. Life can be a bios life. When it's a biological life, that is the physical body, that life cannot be compared with the life Jesus talked about in John chapter 6. Then we have the zuke life. The zuke life, which is the psychological life, also found in the Greek rendition. But that is not the kind of life that he is talking about when he was talking about the third one, which is the Zoe life. Nobody is born with the Zoe life. But you are born with the bios, biological life, a physical body and stuff. And then God has placed inside you a mind, a will, and an emotion, which is part of your Zuke life. The two of them don't give you a Zoe life. But the Zoe life, it is by your readiness to accept the bread of life. Then you add the Zoe life to the bios life and the Zuke life, so that from hence, what you think become Christ-like, what you imagine become Christ-like. Hitherto, without the Zoe life, you think anyhow, you can murder, you can womanize, you can do all kinds of things. But when the Zoe life, what is found in the bread of life, comes into your life, the Zoe life takes precedence over the two. There is life in him. There is life in him. There is life in him. Oh, we must yearn for him every day. We must yearn for him every day. I pray that we don't make the mistake of our Himalayan family. Who because of temporal farming, they ran away from the place of bread and went to Moab. And it was disaster. God was so gracious enough to save the delight of the Lord and the friend of God. And they came to meet the one who has the strength of God. They gave birth to the Prince of Peace, the giver of life. And today, you and I, by accepting him, we have life. Lift up your voice, give thanks to him. Give him praise and honor him. Honor him for, for the opportunity that he has given to us to have access to this life. Lift your voice, child of God, and pray and give him thanks. Pray and give him thanks. Oh, Hasia. Kilobro Sidibrian de Cassaya, Tataya. Ikele Katuri Ibrian da Cassia, Hala Lahaya. E Cabasul Hote, Cabranda Cassita. Le Baluri Bri Cassiata. Nothing can satisfy my way. We hope 
your heart has been quickened by hearing the word of God through this message. If you desire to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, please say this prayer with us. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You came to die because of my sins. I therefore accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. I will serve you all the days of my life. So help me, God. Amen. If you just said this prayer, we welcome you to the family of God. Are you looking to find a place of worship where there is relevant teaching, heartfelt worship, passion, and action toward the unsaved, constant prayer, compassionate care for the needy, and honest Christ-centered relationships? Join us fellowship at the PIWC Dome at the Accra Technical Training Center, ATTC Kokomlimli Accra. Our Sunday services, first service, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., Second service, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. God is still working miracles. Join our Wednesday dawn prayers from 5.30 a.m. to 7 a.m. Where there is a man to pray, there is definitely a God to answer. Join our Friday prayer meeting, Dad, Cry Out, from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, contact us on these numbers, 020-877-9774. 0277-144-128 and 050-2444-814. You can also visit our website at piwcacra.org to know more. And let's get interactive on all social media platforms at PIWC Accra. Until next time, we pray that you would reach out by faith and receive everything that's yours through God's grace. You are blessed.